When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our next guest is a guy that's been a dear friend of mine for a long time. Uh, just like me, he was a sports guy on IMIS. He did that before I did. He was a, a terrific professional tennis player. And now, including his brother, John, who happened to love, and John won Wimbledon three times, he is the best tennis analyst at ESPN. He's also put on great shows on ESPN Radio here in New York, live from Wimbledon. That's how big this is, is my dear friend, the great Patrick McEnroe. Good morning, Patty Mack. How are you? Sydney, it is great to hear from you, my man. You're doing an unbelievable job as always. And please, please send my best to the great Bernard McGurk, thinking about him. And I please pass on all my love to him when you get a chance. I will. He loves you too. And uh, we all became such good friends so many years ago. You may not know this, Patrick, but talking about Bernie, there's a number, another member of the I Miss cast who I know you loved dearly, who's back with us now for about, uh, I don't know, three or four months running the board. Pat McEnroe, say hello to the great Lou Ruffino. <laughs> oh, big Louie back in the house. Patty Nobody Mac. better. Nobody. What's happening, Big Lou? No, it's up, P-Mac. Nobody better than you. Good, good to hear. Good to hear you. Wow. A lot of great memories with you guys. And um, Sid, you're just you're killing it, man. You're all over it. So I'm happy to be. I'm actually looking as we speak on the courts here at Wimbledon, the outer courts. I've got uh, center court in the distance. A little bit of rain to start here on day three. But of course, the big news last night here in London was uh, Serena Williams going out. It was an Unbelievable effort by Serena. You know, she hadn't played a match here, Sid, and, and a match at all in one year when she hurt herself on center court. I think that left a very bad taste in her mouth. So she came back. She wasn't in great physical condition, but she battled hard against a young French player. It went the distance. The match actually took over three hours. Serena eventually losing it in a final set tiebreak. And in her press conference after the match, Sid, she talked about hopefully uh, getting herself ready to make a run in New York at the U.S. Open. I kind of hope that she she does that, that she plays in New York, where she won her first major ever. Of course, she's won 23 now, and I think that would be a great way for her to end her career, you know, to make a run in New York and with all the emotion and all the things she's been through over the years at the U.S. Open. So that's kind of my hope for Serena. Uh, it was great to see her back here, but clearly – not in the type of condition that she would need to be in to make a, a real big run. But she could get there, and I think I'm hoping that this match gives her some motivation to uh, you know, get out in the practice court, play some more practice matches, some tournaments, and see if she can tee it up one more time in New York. You know, she reminds me at this point of Tiger Woods. Now, Tiger, of course, had the car accident, the injuries, but she hasn't had nearly as many injuries as Tiger has had. But he had that unbelievable win in 2019 at the Open, his only win in many, many years. And the truth is, Serena losing yesterday, that's been part of the course. She hasn't won a major since 17 in Australia. She's now lost 13 consecutive major attempts. So at this point, she's becoming Tiger. The difference is Tiger is second to Nicholas, and Serena is still the greatest of all time. But it looks like it's clearly over so uh, yes one more one at the u.s open and i would hope if there's a quick exit after that she says goodbye because she's too good to be losing day one at wimbledon 
Yeah, well, I think you should also remember, though, you're right. She hasn't won one since 17, but she has been, I, I believe it's in four finals, yes. including one here at Wimbledon. So she was close. You're right. This uh, this year, she wasn't obviously close at all. But I think she wanted to see where she was. I think she wanted to come and, and play Wimbledon one more time so that she could leave with a better taste in her mouth. It was cool to see her whole family in the player box watching, including Venus, who's won this tournament herself five times, you know, cheering for her and you know, Serena had a great attitude after the match in the press conference, said, you know, I did the best that I could today on the day. Uh, but I think you're right. Um, you know, we, we don't like to see the all-time greats really struggle. You know, I remember the days of Willie Mays coming back and, um, you know, Michael Jordan playing for the Wizards. But, you know, in tennis, you're by yourself, Sid. So there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. You can't come in and play 10, 12 minutes, you know, like Michael Jordan did at times for the Wizards. So it's much different in tennis, the individual nature of the sport. Um, so uh, let, let's hope we can see one more good run because I think she has it in her to play well. Whether she can win the U.S. Open, you know, that would, to my, in, in my view at this point, be a long shot. Patty, you were really good on CNN yesterday, and of course, uh, the bigger story, at least around the world, before Serena lost yesterday, was Wimbledon's decision to ban Russian and Belarusian players. So, if you're from Belarus, you're from Russia, you're not allowed to play. And a lot of folks that have written about this say that's a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think you penalize the players for what Vladimir Putin's doing and others. What are your thoughts on the Russian and Belarusian ban at Wimbledon? Well, I, I happen to agree with you, uh, Sid, and I'm guessing on many political issues we may not agree. But on this particular one, uh, on this particular one, I do, and I think you know it's very complicated. I certainly understand the All England Club and the intent of their decision. You know, there's a lot of history between the United Kingdom, Great Britain, and, and Russia. You know, a lot of it which isn't very good. Um, but I do think that in an individual sport like tennis, to ban individual players is is the wrong move to make and i said i've said this i wrote an article on cnn.com about it uh, there no other tennis tournament has done that shit and, and tennis is continuing none of us agree with what's going on and the, what the russian government is doing clearly it's horrendous it's horrific i mean they bomb a shopping mall i mean it's outrageous what's going on that being said um i would have liked to seen wimbledon work a little more closely with other federations and other tournaments you know the u.s open is going to happen in a couple of months time and guess what you're going to see at the u.s open said you're going to see russian players yep. you're going to see belarusian players just as we've seen at the french open here in europe in paris just as we've seen at the italian open in tournaments in germany and guess what the world has continued and no and nobody's agreeing with what the russian government is doing so i think the my biggest problem with the club making the decision was that i felt it was more of a unilateral decision by the club which of course they're entitled to do but you're penalizing individual players like who happens to be the number one ranked player in the world daniel medvedev uh and and countless others that have earned their right to play now i do think that banning teams from russia and belarusia uh, in team sports and in, when they're representing their country was the right thing to do tennis did that but didn't I see a lot of Russian players uh, sit playing in the NHL playoffs? Of course. They weren't banned. No, of course. I mean, even, no, you got Panarin right here with the Rangers, who, of course, spent some time right. off last year. The whole thought was Putin wanted to kill him. That was crazy. But anyway, you're right. Uh, the individual should be allowed to play. I agree with you as well about the team uh, sports uh, from Russia and from Belarus. But that's where we are. Patrick McEnroe, the great Patrick McEnroe, live in Wimbledon this morning. You've got the Djokovic match coming up at 8. But the guy that is the second favorite at the 
this uh, tournament. Berrettini, he pulled out. He's got COVID. I'm going to be honest with you, Patrick. I had COVID uh, last year. I found out about it, and I still went to work at least one day. I'm being honest, okay? Uh, I can't imagine being the second favorite at Wimbledon, an opportunity to win an event like that. There's no testing. Nobody told him to stay home. I think the guy's nuts. What do you think? Well, I think it's a credit to him, I mean, uh, that, that he made the decision. I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, we're at this time now where people are testing positive, you know, pretty regularly. And luckily, knock on wood, most people are not getting super sick and certainly ending up in the hospital like it was early on. If you remember, I think you had me on very early. I was one of the first people in New York to get it back yep. in March 2020. So yep. I remember what that was all about. I got it a second time in December. I mean, I give Ferrettini credit. Another guy, Marin Chilich who was also a guy that has, you know, done some damage here before he also pulled out. So it's, uh, you know, it's almost like the players have to take it upon themselves. And Berrettini was quite sick uh, for a couple of days. I think he thought he had the flu. And then he decided to test yesterday, which was the day he was supposed to take the court. He won a couple of warm-up tournaments coming in. He was actually the second favorite, actually favored ahead of Nadal in the same half of the draw. So, uh, I give him credit for doing it devastating for him and for the tournament because um, he's one of the guys that I think could threaten Nadal for sure and certainly Novak Djokovic, who's a solid favorite. And by the way, uh, Sid, just before I let you go, uh, it will be Novak Djokovic unlikely making his way to New York to play in the U.S. Open. He will not be allowed in the country. Because wow! Non-vaccinated. Wow! How about that? How about so that? You, you you might want to take that up with the U.S. government and see if you can get to <laughs> use your influence to get that changed. Because otherwise, it'll be no Novak in New York. Yeah, I don't want that. I want to see Djokovic here in August, no doubt. Now, Federer, I believe, has won this event more than anybody. I think he's got eight Wimbledon titles. He's not there yep. now, recovering from knee surgery. But we just saw Nadal win his fourteenth, fourteenth French Open. He's amazing on that surface. He is one of the favorites here, Djokovic now becomes a, a really prohibitive favorite to win this event. Is it going to be that simple? Novak for the win? What do you think? Well, I think there's a, you know there's more question marks for Novak because of the fact that he hasn't played a full schedule because he refused to take the vaccine. He's the only player, uh, I believe, in the top 100 uh, that hasn't taken on the men's side that refused to take the vaccine. So he, he's he's, he's kind of like the Kyrie Irving of uh, tennis. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers, right? Right, so, right. Somehow those, those, guys, those guys still get paid somehow. Djokovic, you know, you don't play, you don't get paid in tennis. So a little different. Yeah, he's a favorite, but I think it's not as – um, it's, it's it's not as routine as it has been. Last year, he won this sort of walking away with the title. I mean, I still think he's a favorite, but I think that there's a little bit more of an X factor for Djokovic just because he hasn't played as many matches as he normally would coming into Wimbledon. And the other thing you have to think about, Sid, because now you know, you've got Nadal with 22 majors overall, including this year's Australian Open, right. which was an epic comeback win for him. Last year, they all had 20 after Wimbledon. We thought Djokovic is going to be the guy who ended up with 24-25. Well, now he's stuck on 20. He, so he's got pressure on him to, to, to stay close to Nadal in the overall race. Plus the fact he's probably not going to be able to come to New York to play the U.S. Open. And you think they're going to let him back in Australia next year? They said they're, for someone that gets deported out of the country, you can't come back for five years. Oh, my so God. That's the, one he's, that's the tournament he dominated the most. And, and, and why? All because he refused to take the vaccine, and he's committed to that wow. stance. 
He remains committed to it today. Amazing. Yeah. He's won eight Australian Opens. And, you know, you look at, uh, we'll wrap it up with this, Patrick, again, live from Wimbledon. He's got Djokovic coming up in about 45 minutes. You know, Sampras won 14 majors. Uh, Bjorn Borg won 11. Your brother won a bunch. And we saw some great years of tennis, right? The Andre Agassi years and Jimmy Connors and Lendl. But right now, you mentioned it, 20 majors for Djokovic, 20 for Federer, 22 for Nadal. All three of these guys playing at the same exact time. Is this, in fact, the golden age of tennis? Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's, can you imagine if you know, take one of them out of the equation, how many more each of them have had? And there have been some, look, there have been some good players that have come along the way, but every time you look at some younger guys come up, they can't beat these guys. Uh, the, 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 the guy that comes to mind right away is uh, that poor bastard Andy Murray. He may have won a ton. Well, he won three. He's won two women. Right. Andy Roddick is the last American man to have won a major. That was the U.S. Open back in 2003. So you've had a lot of players. You know, Leighton Hewitt snuck in a couple before Federer started dominating. So to answer your question, yes, we are still in the golden age of men's tennis, and this will never, ever happen again where you got three guys at this level playing at the same time all of them in the primes of their careers wow. it's just been it's been fascinating to watch and it's not over yet uh, amazing stuff patrick uh, thank you for taking out uh, of your busy day again you've got the Djokovic match coming up in 43 minutes espn thank you for uh, doing this this morning you're always magnificent you're great i enjoyed this conversation immensely and uh, make sure you come in and talk some u.s open tennis next month please thank you so much Maybe I'll even get you on my Holding Court podcast, and we could discuss some politics. How about that? I would love to do that. You know, we always have a respectable <laughs> back and forth. I mean, you and I, again, are really on opposite sides in most issues, but that has never affected our friendship, not even a little. So I would love to do that, yes. Love you, Sid. Thanks for I having me. I love you, me. too. Thank you, Patrick. You, too. There he is, the great Patrick McEnroe, live from Wimbledon, getting ready for the big Djokovic match. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GoboLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.